0: Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. Picasso knows your vacation home is your best home. It's the place that brings family and friends together. It's where you're the best version of yourself. Picasso makes it easy to co-own a luxury vacation home in amazing locations. Listings start at two hundred k for one-eighth ownership. Picasso does all the work for you. Luxury furnishings, maintenance, billing, scheduling, and more. And you can resell on Picasso's marketplace anytime, historically for a 10% gain. Visit Picasso to see thousands of listings. That's pacaso.com.
1: When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste.
0: Raycon offers their wireless earbuds for everyone in a range of fun colors and at an unbeatable price. So go to buyraycon.com slash iHeart to get 20% off your order. That's buyraycon.com slash iHeart for 20% off Raycon wireless earbuds. If you've been eyeing a pair, now is the time to get an amazing deal. One more time, buyraycon.com slash
2: iHeart. My next guest is a former professional football player. You know I like football, never played football. I'm one of them couch potato people. Boy, I always say, boy, if I was out there, I could tackle him. Boy, if I was out there, I could make that catch. Boy, if I was out there, I'd score that touchdown. That's Rashawn McDonald. No skill for it, but a lot of mouth for it. He's an author, speaker, and now marriage and family therapist intern. He's created a personal and social development program called KING. That's KING program for incoming freshman males at Texas Southern University. That's my city, Third Ward, Texas, as we call it back there in Houston. Please welcome to Money-Making Conversation for the very first time, Jay Barnett.
1: Hey, Shauna, thank you for having me on, brother. How you doing there, Jay? Man, I'm doing well, man. Bless this morning, man. Bless.
2: Well, you have to say I have to say blessed because I got you on the air. This is a show that I started almost a year and a half ago, and it, the the rise of this show and the popularity of this show has caught me off guard. And to have the quality of uh, guests like you on the show lets me know I'm doing the right thing. And in your life, you know, being a professional football player and an educated professional football player, do you do you carry the the badge of being a professional professional What do you carry that badge in your life, being a former professional football player?
1: Um, It it all depends on the setting, um, and depends on the group that I'm in. Um, You know, it's a privilege to be, you know, um, to to have been part of such a, you know, an elite uh, society, and um, and just having, you know, had that experience. Yes, sir. But I think more importantly um, is what I've learned to sort of hold. The badge that I wear now as a family therapist, as an author, and as a speaker, because I mean, as you know, football is still a game; it's yes, entertainment. Yes, you know, and I mean, of course, it's been a blessing to a lot of guys' lives, to you know, to bless their families and their livelihoods. But mm-hmm. uh, for me, it, it's been about you know, leaving something or creating something uh, that could be. Um, very beneficial to those uh, either that are here or those that are coming behind me. And mm-hmm. so that that's sort of the bad stuff I've learned to embrace uh, because, you know, you, you see a lot of athletes, man, they are whole to what they used to do and who they used to be. Nothing wrong with that. But mm-hmm. that was just a very small segment of my life. Right. And the life after that has been much more, you know, uh, grand than that part.
2: But well, I tell you, it's, it's special, though, to say you. You you played in the national football league because that's the number one sport in America. And so that's a that that that's a probably a great entry point to some opportunities for opens up doors for you. Am I correct?
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you know, opens up a lot of doors and even though I didn't, you know, have the career that I wanted. Um, and just having that opportunity and then just being able, you know, to, to play arena ball and just to, you know, be, you know, just, just to have that experience of a professional athlete was really, you know, a great opportunity. And then, you know, uh, as, uh, as, uh, America and just people we're, we're, you know, we love athletes. We love yes. the the champion spirit. We love the warrior mentality. <laughs> and so most definitely mm-hmm. it, it, it opened up doors, um, but also, you know, in opening up those doors, the education component has allowed me to stay in the rooms that the doors are open up to and right. to be able to grab the attention of people. So um, being able to have that balance and, and being able to be seen as an athlete, educator, uh, thought-provoking leader, you know, all of that intertwined together, you know, is just really a, a powerful combination. Yeah, you know,
2: it was really interesting when I, when I talked to individuals – who 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 have uh, generated their early stages of success due to their physicality, you know, because you know there is a a period when that cannot support you anymore. Uh, did did right. they, you, know, you know what I'm saying because you can only play football for so long, you can only run fast for so long, you can only dunk a ball for so long, you know? Like I been reading that Vince Carter, he wants to come back one more year, and he's not the Vince sanity when he came out and was dominating and and hitting three pointers from half court. When, 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 when it was time to end your your successful run as a physical athlete, as a physical generating your income, what decisions did you have to run through your mind and say, hey, it's time to move on, it's time to disconnect?
1: Well, for me, it was kind of like the decision was, um, was made for me because uh, the opportunity wasn't there. uh, For me, you know, the the physical part of it that I was in shape. Yes, sir. um, You know, I I was talented and I was an athlete, but, you know, at the time, you know, Green Bay wanted to go a different direction. Right. um, And they was, and so um, I think, you know, at that point, uh, I had other opportunities to to go work out and try out. And, you know, um, I remember having a phone call with my agent, you know, well, like, okay, well, you can go play. Arena League, and then at the time they had NFL Europe. So, you know, uh, then, you know, went through that process, and then, you know, went through the process of uh, going to the Canadian League. And I think for me, man, emotionally, I was just tired uh, because at that point, you know, you, you're trying to figure out do you keep chasing this dream? Um, and, and at some point, I think the majority of the athletes, whether they had the career or not, or then if, let's say they got there and they played a few years and something happened, they got hurt. It got out and it was trying to get back in, you know. Eventually, the dream feels like a nightmare, right? You know what I mean? And so, uh, you have to have, as they say, that come to Jesus conversation, and talk, <laughs> make a decision, man. Like, you know, because at the time I was like 24, 25 years old, so it's like, dude, I want to. I mean, you you know, you out how it is a football, man. You, you're old, you know what I'm saying, at like 27, 28 years old, so mm-hmm. and as you, um, you know, uh, alluded to you your your uh your body has an expiration date on it. So you can only jump, run and do all those different things for so long right. and and eventually you, you have to make a decision um to move on and that's really hard for a lot of men. Um and you see guys hold on as long as they can because to be honest with Sean, many of us man, you know, uh <laughs> you know, many of us we we didn't prepare for the after. You know what I mean? We got we got there, and it's just like, oh snap! This is not going to be for long because, absolutely, you know, as men, we absolutely. put our eggs all in one basket. I, I never forget having this conversation with this guy that played for the Browns, and at the time, we are uh, we're working on creating this coalition on this program for athletes who are either two to three years removed or guys that are just coming into the league to sort of help them get their mind right. And he was a white guy. He said the difference between white players and black players, he said, when I came into the league, I came into the league as a businessman who was playing football. And he said, the majority of the the black players come into the league as football players trying to do business. And so that disparity, man, just opened up my eyes. And I'm just like, man, that's so real. Mm -hmm. And for them, it's really a job. You know what I mean? It's like they show up, you know, it, it, it's, it's not an all or nothing for them. Mm-hmm. There's life after. and For many of the, the African-American players, it's like either this happened or, <laughs> you know, it, it's back to, you know, square one. And, um, and I think when you look at players like Vince Carter, who's been blessed to have a tremendous career, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, he's going to always be remembered as Vince Sanity and then, you know, those uh, iconic... Dunks. Um, <laughs> dunks and all of those things. And I think at this point, uh, Vince, probably like most of us as men, um, you enjoy the camaraderie, you enjoy mm-hmm. the brotherhood, right. mm-hmm. you enjoy the locker room. Right. Whether you're in the Army, man, or whether you're in a fraternity, I think it's just something that we... Uh, have come to embrace his men, because for us, it's, it's not really, uh, of course, at this point, we, you know, we know it's not about a championship because, you know, Vince is not trying to link up with, you know, the Warriors or anything. He just wants to play. Right. And I think that's probably has helped him mentally. Um, but many men, um, their decision is going to be determined by either their preparation for the afters or is going to be determined determined by them not preparing for the after. So and I, think that's, like I think I think that's
2: what's happening with him. I don't think he's he's decided an exit plan. You know, I know that right. uh you know he you know he he built this uh, amazing foundation uh for his his brother uh uh and cuz he he understood his his path for his brother but he hadn't figured it out for himself. And so when I brought brought you on the show, one of the keys for when I was like see people see athletes with a defined purpose, and you hear that, and people, in, in commentators, even in sports, I don't care if it's baseball, football, or basketball, they always articulate a white athlete and a black athlete differently. They'll say things like intelligence. They'll say, "With black athlete, athletics, athleticism," you know, and then, and so it's not as bad as it used to be because you know, at certain times in football, you know, a center had to be white, a middle linebacker had to be white, a quarterback had to be white. Because they felt they correct. felt those were the positions of intelligence on the football field, and we don't see that play out as much nowadays. Because that it's about money; it's about putting the best product, quote quote, on the field. But it did translate into the into the into the uh, administ- into the corporate structure where you don't have general managers, you don't have presidents, and things like that. So that's what he was just saying about the business. And until they started looking at athletes in general as potential intellectuals or intellectual equals and not just mm-hmm. at, at their speed or how many reps they can do at 225 pounds, then we are always fail. And that's why I, I admire you are able to make that separation because the fact that is that we all have to make a decision, whether it's a job, whether it's a relationship, we all have to wake up one day with a plan of exit. And you create an exit plan and you built a foundation that's been very, very successful and more than that, impacting our next generation. And that's what a lot of people don't do because they only impact what I would tell people. Athletes are working wealthy. Once they stop playing, the wealth leaves. And if you don't understand that, then guess what? You're caught up and in suddenly into bankruptcy. You're caught up to being a failure. And so in our next break, I really want to get into the book that, uh, that I read this weekend. Um, and I, Hello, King. Claim Your Throne by Jay Barnett, and uh, you know I, I like I love him because you know he he's been residing in Houston, and I think Houston, Texas is the greatest city in America. We're gonna I know he's eating at some of my popular places, but we're gonna talk about this book because he's turning around one of my favorite schools, Texas Southern University in Third Ward, Texas. Be back more with Jay Barnett. Hi, this is Rashawn McDonald. You're listening to Money Making Conversation on the phone. Is uh, my guest? He's a former professional football player turned author, speaker, and now marriage and family therapist. He was residing in uh, Houston, Texas. Now he's in Dallas, and we're going to talk about that move. But more importantly, I brought him on the show to talk about when uh, get everybody a sense that there has to be a decision made at so many different levels in your life when you have to plan the next step. Uh, one of the things that always uh, people always say that I am very good at reinventing myself because I understand there is a limit to that success path. I always realize that you know if you if you're going to live the life you're going to live. I know I'm not going to live as old as the people in the Bible, but I plan on living a long time. Okay, if you and I'm not my goal is not to retire at 65. So that means that my path for success, my dreams are going to be extended beyond 65. And so when I talk to Jay Barnett, he lets me realize that. The principle that he applied as an athlete can be applied to everyday people, whether you're in business, whether you're male or female. And this situation is male. Hello, King, Claim Your Throne by Jay Burnett. Jay, why did you write this book?
1: Well, Sean, I wrote that book because I I had so many challenges as a a teenager um, and and struggles after my parents' divorce, and um, I I just – You know, it was just very difficult for me to have um, any direction because I didn't really have a sense of identity. And so I wrote this book for young men to develop and to discover uh, a sense of identity, but by providing them this blueprint that I created and uh, this blueprint that I had to follow. And so by doing that, I've shared some of my stories, some of my life uh, triumphs, uh, pitfalls, some of my darkest moments. And one of these young men to understand who they are, mm-hmm. um, I believe that a, a name uh, sort of uh, predetermines, you know, the expectation of what a thing or what an individual is to become. Mm-hmm. And so, for, and that's why the title is Hello King. Right. And I uh, wanted to address them as I see them, but also wanted them to see themselves as a king as well.
2: Cool. Now, the King Program for Incoming Freshman males, males at Texas Southern University, which is in Houston, Texas, right down the street from my alma mater, University of Houston. Tell me about that KING program. And you you identified that each letter in the word KING means something, K-I-N-G.
1: Yes, sir. The KING program, uh, the acronym is Knowledge is Necessary Gain. Uh, when the dean of academic, of student academic services, when they reached out to me and said, hey, say we have a large group of young black males who come to TSU every year uh, and many of them looking for guidance, many of them are first generational, uh, first generation uh, college students. Right. And so, you know, they've uh, been following my work for a number of years. And they says, you know, can you create something um, to sort of help develop them, you know, and prepare them for college? Because many of them don't understand what college, uh, you know, if you have to learn how to budget time, you have to learn how to to study efficiently, mm-hmm. uh, build, uh profitable, you know, and and. Uh, and uh, our relationships. And so uh, with the program, it's a personal self-development. We start with uh, emotional healing. Uh, I think that's very important with for young black males that are coming in because I want them to have a sense of control within themselves. Right. Uh, we go into professional development, um, how to speak. Uh, we have an academic component where we bring in tutors to work with these guys. We take them on uh uh Little, little tours around the city. Mm-hmm. Uh, we take them on, you know, uh, to expose them in front, of, in front of other successful African-American males. Uh, we bring in therapists. And so it's really a, an awesome program that we had a great success last year. And um, I'm happy to announce that we will be back for the 2019 and 2020 school year.
2: Well, I, I will tell you this, sir. If you need Rashawn yeah. McDonald to help you uh, when you bring it back, uh, please uh, let my staff know. And I put it on my schedule because, like I said, I was born in Houston. And I went to high school in Houston, graduated from college in Houston. I still have a home in Houston. So you don't have to fly me down or put me up. And I'll be there for you, Jay.
1: Okay? Yes, sir. All right. I'm going to hold you to that, brother. You don't have
2: to worry about that, brother. It won't be a hard hold. <laughs> now, I want to I want to reach out to a couple of things that stood out for me in your book, Hello, King, Claim Your Throne by Jay Barnett. Um it was under the chapter, You Have a Purpose. I, I hear the word purpose used a lot in motivation. I hear the word purpose used a lot when people said of uh, to claim your dream or follow your dream. And you had this that stood out to me. Live your purpose. Purpose is the reason something was created. Purpose is the intention behind creation. King, the power of God, created you intentionally for a specific reason. What do you mean by that?
1: so what i mean by that is when you look at everything um that is here on the earth from a tree all the way down to an insect nothing god created didn't have a purpose or didn't serve a purpose right and so when you look at everything that he created it was always in the benefit of something else uh when you look at every seed every seed has the potential of a forest and so when I think about the seed, the seed has a purpose. We look at a seed as if, you know, it's just a seed, but it really the purpose that it served is to replenish the earth uh, with trees, whether that's trans, uh, translated to paper or to buildings and all those things. And so what I wanted to echo to those young men right. was that they were born for a reason and to know that they have a purpose, meaning that there is intent why they are here that they're not here just by happenstance. You know, I just, I don't believe God just placed people here just to be here. Uh, and so I wanted to to convey that to them, mm-hmm. that everything that he created mm-hmm. um, has a purpose, has a reason, that, you know, that there's intent, you know, for you to be here. Positive intent, and that's the key. Right, positive intent. Because many times, I mean, you look at uh, some of our young men uh, uh, that I've mentored uh, and, and spoken with, a lot of them don't feel that they have a purpose, meaning that they don't they don't they don't know that they have a reason to live. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they, they are uh, more uh, attracted to whether it's a fast life or whether it is, you know, uh, the street life or right. whether it's just basically, you know, many of them have already committed suicide in their mind right. because they feel like I have nothing to live for. And so, what I wanted to do is to help these young men to understand that I don't know what that is for you. Um, you know, maybe that's you know uh, uh, whether it's been becoming a doctor or you know an entertainer or whatever that is. You mm-hmm. know, I want them to know that man, there's a reason why you're <laughs> in existence.
2: Really powerful. I, I want to ask you a question in the title: "Hello, King, Claim Your Throne," because I've I've, I've seen throne used in a, a, a several of your books. What do you mean when you say throne? <laughs> Claim your throne. What is what is your what is your perception of a throne?
1: my, my perception of a throne is claim your position, mm-hmm. and claim your position, and claim your position in this earth. Claim your position in your community. Claim your position in the job place, in the mm-hmm. school, mm-hmm. Where, where, wherever you reside. Mm-hmm. Claim your position, and your position is this is 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 where is what you represent. You know where where is your stakes planted, and wanted them to know that your throne represents your territory, which is your mind body and spirit claim your position in those three elements because those three elements determines how you're going to be remembered it determines your decision it determines your behavior it determines the generation that's within you either you know through your children or it determines the generation that you want to affect so if we can get these young men to claim their position like you hear, Often when there's discussions about black men in the black community, people are often said if black men would just take their place, if right. they would just, you know, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. they would just find <laughs> their position. And so for me, it's just like, hey, man, claim your throne, man. Get a position wherever that whatever that is for you. Get in position, you know what I'm saying? And, mm-hmm. and, and that's what I meant Uh, in terms yeah. of that aspect.
2: Yeah, because I know it has a, d- a defined different meaning for everyone, and it was very important in the title of your book, and I want the people to understand that. You know, that that, that that term means something, that adjective, that description means something that's important to understand that, especially when you use the word purpose in your book. Now— uh, now, I know you're not in Houston anymore. You may have moved to Dallas. Explain uh, why you're in Dallas now. I know it's for a good thing, but I always let everybody know that J. Met is always on the move. He's always doing something innovative. Talk about the Dallas move.
1: So, um, I've been in uh, been in grad school. Uh, this is my third and final year, thank God. Congratulations. So, uh, <laughs> thank you. Thank you. So, um finishing up my internship as a marriage and family therapist, and um, I've been in Houston I was in Houston 10 years, and then I was in Atlanta for one and came back to Houston. And I was speaking at an event, and I've been in product six months just looking for a practice to work at and uh, got an opportunity to come to Dallas and to work up here at a private practice, which is also black-owned mm-hmm. uh, by mm-hmm. God named Honor um, um, Ricky uh, Siddall. And, um, and I'm just grateful for the opportunity. Uh, he and I the only two black male therapists in the area wow. uh, out of Crisco, Texas, man. And it's, it's been a blessing. Um, just the number of lives that, you know, I've been able to impact and, and to be able to help people navigate through certain issues and certain difficulties, whether it's emotional or mental um, issues and all other, uh I mean, all sorts of other mental disorders. And so um, I'm here in Dallas and, uh, we're looking to establish the King program here as well. But as always, Houston gave me my start. So I'm always be indebted to Houston, man. So, Come on uh, I, I think we're we're actually going back in a couple of weeks, speaking at North Forest High School. So anytime that I'm in Houston, you know, people know to reach out to me and I don't mind donating my time and going out speaking to the kids because uh, when I started not only the King program, but the Me project and writing books, I mean, Houston embraced me as it all, and and I've just been very grateful to, you know, the city and just, you know, the people that have really just um, sort of uh, surrounded themselves around my mission.
2: I'm going to tell you something, Jay. I want to thank you for coming on the show. North Forest see, that's where I grew up in, Forestbrook High School, Smiley. So that's where you're going to speak. So I just know he's connecting. Texas Southern right down the street from my alma mater, University of Houston. So I know our relationship is going to continue in a big way. But go out and buy this book called Hello, King, Claim Your Throne by the very talented Jay Barnett. He's not letting the sport of the sport of professional football define him. He's letting his life and the people who he can impact change his life. Uh, Jay, come back on my show, brother.
1: Yes, thank you, Rashawn. I appreciate the opportunity, King.
2: Alright my man and you back to you king